the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Learn to Buy and Sell Cars is sponsored by Randy Adams, Inc. on AM 630, The Word. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Hello, this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars. I'm heard right here on 630 The Word, KSLR. Tell your friends and neighbors all over the country, they can go to kslr.com and listen to my radio show. I tell you, I'm going to give you a lot of information, but we're going to work on you a little bit here personally, what's going on today. Um, Second half of the show, we'll have some other stuff that's going on. But uh, personally, I'd I'd like to talk to you about, you know, what is in you? What's the root in you? I love her. Hebrews uh, twelve fourteen. Make every effort to live in peace with all men. Number fifteen. See to it that no one misses the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Well, you know, sometimes that bitterness in us causes us to do some things, say some things buy some things that we shouldn't buy. <clears throat> and so uh, we're going to talk about that, but let's let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you the praise and the glory for this day. Bless each and every one of these listeners with the joy and the peace that flows through you, the love in their heart. Help them to see if there's any issues in their life, in their heart, or thinking their ways, that they can improve themselves and have the love and the joy and the peace and grace that comes from you. Because we all want grace, but do we give it? Ask us all in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Yeah, I've uh, I've learned to give grace. I mean, I used to be hard on myself, but if you're hard on yourself, sometimes you're hard on your family. Sometimes you're hard on some other people. You know, and sometimes the selfishness and the, and the pride, you know, pride will cost you money. Selfishness will cost you money. And they'll both cost you relationships, you know. So, you know, we we got to look at this deal and see where the bitterness, the root of the bitterness is. I mean, you know, you know, you you may have a small root in you that grows into a great tree. Bitterness springs up in our hearts and overshadows even our deepest Christian relationships. Even when we've got this bitterness, even that this is. The roots come from the past. I mean, something that's happened in our lives, issues in our lives, you know, and I mean, we've got parents and family and all, and they've got their life, and they're going through something, and and we don't realize what they're going through, and we don't understand at all, and, you know, we don't really have a manual for life except for the Bible, And, and you've got to be able to study it and understand it and live it and agree with it to really see the true meaning of life, the real true meaning of what's going on in your world. Have you got that ritter, I mean, that bitter root in your uh, life that it has continues to grow and, you know, somebody told you you were ugly. I've got a friend of mine, and her uncle told her that she was ugly. And, and so she struggled with that all her life. And here she is over 50 something years old and she still struggles with it. But I mean, you know, you're a child of God. And he wants the best for us. And we've got to forget the past, forgive the person, forgive everything, the situation. You know, not let that little root of bitterness to grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger. Went through that in my life uh, with an ex-wife. I mean, the bitterness of of a mother's uh, not loving her and her mother not loving grand grandmother not loving her mother. And so it, it was a 
it was a hard situation for all three of them. And so when you don't feel like you're wanted and, you know, and you're a mistake, you're a mistake in this world and you're mistaken, then you get to thinking you're making mistakes. But that root of bitterness grows. And the problem is we can't think straight. We can't make the right decisions. The bitterness stays in our mind, in our soul, because our soul, remember, soul is, is feelings and emotions and desires and you know, and it lives in there, and it roots around, and it goes to growing and getting bigger and bigger, to the to the point where, you know, you, it's all you. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't realize this world's bigger than what we are. I mean, there's more to life than us, and when we realize that, that we can help others and love others, and grace. I mean, you know, I, I mentioned that in my prayer. Grace is is huge because God gives us the grace. You know, and if you don't believe that, maybe you don't believe in him. I don't know, but he's given me a tremendous amount of grace. So I should give grace to others. And, you know, how do you find grace in the car business? You know that you could bear that person. You know you could overcharge them. You know that you could be bullheaded and prideful. But, you know, grace, God's given us the grace. We need to give grace to the fellow man. Yes, we need to make money. Dealerships need to make money. But we don't need to be ripped off. We don't need to rip people off. We need to have a fair amount of of uh, profit and not worry about getting rich on every deal. But there's so many of them that don't care because, and I explained it, and I'll explain it second half of the show also, is that, wow, you know, I sold this car, and the bank, has, it's their problem now, not my problem. Buy here, pay here, yeah. Uh, it's amazing to me, buy here, pay here, how many repos they're already picking up. But the public ran out and bought everything they could buy. They threw that money off as fast as they could because that was give, give free government money for once. And they they bought TVs, they bought cars they knew they couldn't afford. <clears throat> why don't Why didn't they hustle a little harder and buy a cash car? A lot of these guys had three and four thousand down. They bought cars that the dealerships gave two and twenty five hundred for, and so they, if they would have hustled up, they could have bought a car for cash and still owned it instead of losing it on that four or five hundred dollar a month payment that was all profit for the dealer. And, and so we're seeing so many repos, and we're going to see even more repos coming because you know businesses are going to shut down. Uh, life's not ever going to get back to where it was before. I don't care what you say. The Democrat Party is a, is a communist party. They're wanting to control you. You know, and I mean, welfare years ago was made just to help a person get out of a hole, just to get them going. It wasn't made for, you know, I, there's a guy in New Brunswick. He's got, I think, four or five kids. He's not disabled. He works every day. His wife's not disabled, but they're both disabled. And they collect that money, and then they collect on their children, and they drive. They got three or four new cars. You know, I mean, that's, that's crazy to me. And they're taking advantage of the system. Welfare was made just to get you through the rough times. But the problem is when, when you let welfare control you, you know, you become a beggar. You become a moocher. You, you want welfare to take care of you the rest of your life. I think Lyndon Bain Johnson knew that, and that's why he helped set it up and get it going. Man, amazing, amazing what our country's going to. Everybody's got their hand out. Everybody's expecting the government to do it. You know, and these, like I said, these new car dealers are on record profit months, and the government sent them three to five million to pay the, you know, the owners all charged, you know, a hundred to two hundred thousand mile a dollar of rent. Pay the utilities, pay the people. They'll blow through that three to five million. They'll find ways to spend it. And so we we we're in this buying frenzy, and we're buying up everything. Like I'll explain the second half of the show. Buddy of mine wanted to buy a TV. Goes to Walmart, and there's no TVs. Amazing to me. But you know what? If you look down at yourself and what you're driving, you know it doesn't matter. It's what you can afford. And, the best kind of car is a paid-for car. 
But, you know, we, we get that bitterness in it that we deserve better. We get that bitterness thinking in us that somebody else has got one. You don't know what kind of issues they're going through. You don't know how far behind on monthly payments they are. You know, but you've got that bitterness that you feel like you're missing out on something. See, and that's what caused this buying frenzy. The bitterness in people's heart thought they were going to be missing out on these great, great opportunities, you know, to buy the only time we're ever going to see zero interest rate, the only time prices are going to be great. And let me tell you something. About a month into it, the new car dealers figured out they were, they were selling so many cars, they were going to run out of inventory, and everybody jacked their prices up. So if you didn't buy the first 30 days, you got the price jacked up, I guarantee you. And all the extras and the extended warranty and everything else because they realized they went through class. They got an email from the factory. Hey, people are buying with both hands. Make sure you're making plenty of profit. We, You know, let's sell down to the walls, and they have. And, you know, here the manufacturers are the one that made off like bandits plus the new car dealers. So now you're riding around in a car that you've got 90 months in payment. Remember the six, four, first six months is pushed to the back. You're so excited about 84 months. We don't know what's going to happen with this government tomorrow. I mean, ju- just in case we do get Trump in there, just in case it goes four years. So now we're sitting at four years, and you still owe a bunch of money on the car. You know, and here comes the Democrats after that, and they're going to try to destroy our economy, destroy our government, destroy everything. So, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure in the future. Make decisions today that will pay off tomorrow. You know, when you live in that, in that bitterness, you know, you can't trust your own decisions. That bitterness will cause you to buy something that you can't afford. It will cause you to do things that you wished you hadn't. That bitterness has got to get out of it. you got to forgive. I talk a little bit about inner healing. Now, I've inner healed some stuff on my life and still doing it today. I go back to where the bitterness is in my life and ask Jesus Christ to show it to me and to heal it. And inner healing works for me. I've got rid of a lot of bitterness in my life. And the first off step was in 94 when I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. My life changed tremendously, I guarantee you. Unbelievable. It's hard to believe that I could change that much. So when I accepted Jesus Christ, he taught me how to start taking that bitterness out of my life and how to love people and how to care for people and and give them grace, you know, because God's given me so much grace. And I I needed it. I needed it. But you know what? If you let that, that bitterness continue to grow in you, you become an old man, old woman, and you still got it in you. I've seen a lot of people that still got it in. I, I know a lady that that a mother said that she didn't want her, and she still got the bitterness in her in her life. And she's almost eighty. But where does that? Where does it change? Where do you allow it to change? When do you want it to change? You want to live that away, and you want to change it. You know that that small root. It grows to be a great big tree in you. Bitterness springs up in our hearts and overshadows even our deepest Christian relationships. It's got more power over us than what we think. It's got more decision-making over than what we think. It causes us to do things that we wish we hadn't. That bitterness lives with us. We've got to get rid of it. We've got to see the truth. 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness, mother, father, or spouse, and I can prove that. I have helped people off drugs and alcohol, and the key is that forgiveness to whoever hurts you, forgiveness to that person that caused that bitterness, that root that is growing. You know, you can say it, but until you thoroughly forgive them, thoroughly want to love them, thoroughly enjoy their, their, their fellowship, and want the best for them, that's when you really know that you've turned it over to the Lord, when you want the best for them, you know. And so uh, a bitter root comes when we allow disappointment to grow into resentment and when we nurse grudges over our hurts. Do we deserve it? No. 
Do they mean it? Who knows? I had a gentleman that used to drink a quart of whiskey a day, and he had a problem with his son-in-law and his dad, and he wanted to be free of it, and we talked about it. And I said, you've got to forgive your dad, and you've got to forgive your son-in-law. He said, that'll be a cold day, you know where. I said, well, just keep living the way you're living, drinking that quart of whiskey a day, being miserable, you know. So about a month later, he showed back up, and he said, what I got to do? So we walked through it, you know. I said, you know what? I know Tony. I said, uh, I know where he's at. Let's go over and see if he's as miserable as you are. You think he's going to laugh at you or if he's going to cry with you? Which which one do you think he's going to do? Well, anyway, this man this man uh, turned it over to the Lord, uh, forgave his dad, forgave his father, uh, his son-in-law, and his life changed tremendously, tremendously. And, you know, that same thing can happen to you. But you've got to forgive the ones that hurt. And if you don't know what it is, if you if you bark out to somebody or do something, and you need to know, why did I do that? Why did I do that? That's not like me. I didn't want to do that. Go into prayer. Ask Jesus Christ to take you back where that root is, where that hurt is, where that bitterness is. And ask Him to show you and take it away. And it will work, and it does happen happen every day you know and you've got this opportunity so you know uh bitterness brings with it jealousy dissension all kinds of just you know things that we do wrong we wish we hadn't say things that we wish we had when the holy spirit fills us however we he can that's the holy spirit can heal the hurt and cause the bitterness to leave and you want that bitterness to leave? I do. I mean, I had bitterness in my life for 45 years. But it's gone. And now that people that try to hurt me don't affect me at all, don't offend me at all. But when you get offended, do you buy something? Do you do you try to soothe the hurt? Do you try to, you know, make yourself feel better, look better, you know? That's the that's the what I'm trying to tie together. That bitterness controls our decisions, controls our purchases, controls the way we handle ourselves, the way we treat other people. You know, and I mean, I don't know where the bitterness now because I'm trying to study it, where it comes into the car, people. I mean, do they think it's okay to bury somebody, to take advantage of them, to oversell them? To steal their trade. I mean, to take my lawyer four thousand dollars for a ten, a nine thousand dollar vehicle. I mean, it, that don't work. That's not right. But they're taking advantage of him. They take advantage of little old ladies. Had a little lady, probably you know, I don't know, seventy five or eighty the other day, walked out of a new car dealership, didn't know what she paid for the car, did did know their payment was six twenty five a month. Didn't know what she did with her trade-in. She traded it in, but she didn't know what she got for it. Didn't know how many months she was going to pay. Did they take advantage of this woman? Big time. She going to get out of the deal? She may not live long enough to pay that car. I mean, she's probably 75 or 80. I hope she does. You know, she wanted to take it back, and they laughed at her. Said, oh, you've already signed up. You know, we're not going to do that. So finally, she came to me and said, what can I do? And I said, honestly, nothing. You know, if they're not willing to do something for you to help you out, you that's the way it's going to be. I mean, I'm sorry for you, ma'am. She need to listen to, you know, she her neighbor told her that she needed to talk to me. I couldn't do any good. It's too late. She'd signed the contract. You know, she's in debtor's prison now. Pulls her, finally pulls out her contract. And, and this is one of the dealerships sometimes that won't give you a contract. They, they hide it. You know, you know how experts are at that. Just like the lady that went in just to check prices at a Jeep dealership and walked out with a new Jeep. And uh, very upset, husband upset, everybody upset. And she just went in to check prices. Number one, get online to check prices. Don't do it in a dealership. They're trained professionals. They'll take hair, hide, and all, tell you they love you, convince you that they love you, and put you in debtor's prison for a long, long time. And she never got a piece of paperwork. She signed a bunch of paperwork and never got any copies. Hey, get copies. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. You don't think I've heard of stories and I've seen stories and I know stories where 
the F and I people go in and just add another two, three thousand to your contract because you're not there and you've already signed the bottom line and they fill in the rest of the spots. You don't think they won't do it? Man, I tell you what, they'll lie to you about your trade. They'll lie to you about everything else. Won't they do that too? Probably so. I wouldn't trust them. I want that contract. I want to look at it. I want to read it. I have people go through the, when I'm signing somebody up, I have people go through every paper and that's fine. You know, and they, they apologize. No, no, you need to. And let me explain what you're signing. Let me show you what it is, where to look, what to do. Because it's your hard-earned money. You need it. You need it. But you need that bitterness out of there so you can think clearly, so you can think with common sense. You can think outside the box. And also, you can be in control to say no and walk out that dealership. These boots are made for walking. Hey, walk out of that dealership. You don't want to pay the money that you may have to pay. I guarantee you, you you're going to hate it, every bit of it, you know. This this is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars dot com. I I want to teach you the best. I want I want to be your mentor. I want you to understand what triggers your your emotions. You know we're we're body, uh, soul, and spirit. And what are what we're doing right now? What I'm talking to you right now is your spirit. My spirit, my body feels about twenty one. My body several days ago felt like seventy one, and that's how old I am. So my body felt like 71. My spirit felt like 21. And what's going to live forever is that spirit. Me and you talking, and you're absorbing what I'm saying, is that spirit. And that spirit's going to live forever. The body's not. The body's staying here, and I'm getting cremated. I don't need the body when I'm dead. And the soul is our feelings, desires, emotions, our will. All of that combined together. And that's... If that hurt, if that bitterness is in that soul, it causes those things to go be out of whack. That bitterness in you will cause you not to think straight. Try to reward yourself. Try to take care of you. Cause you to be selfish, prideful, all the wrong things. And the spirit, even though you're a Christian, your spirit, you've got the grace of God and you you know what's going on and you've got a blessing and God wants to take care of you. But with that, with that bitterness of in your soul, that's going to cause you to do some things you wished you hadn't, cause you to see things the wrong way, make the decisions the wrong way. I want you to be the best you can be. I want you to understand you can live forever by knowing Jesus Christ. That's what most of these listeners know about. And I thank you, Lord. And so they know we're going to live forever. So when these, when these pastors say, you know, you're going to live forever, and you think this body ain't going to live forever, not mine, well, he's talking about the spirit. Because I know 18 near-death experienced people who died in medical society said they died. And uh, most of them, well, 16 of them, are, 17 are living today. Because the spirit lives even when your medical society says you're dead. That's what's going to live forever. I'm a blessed man to know these 18 people. Two went to hell, 16 went to heaven. Let me tell you something. The ones that went to hell, their lives changed. Changed and changed tremendously. Has your life changed tremendously lately? That's the key. How much can you do? What do you want to do? What's your purpose in life? Is your purpose in life to get by month to month trying to make that payment on that car that's losing value? Or your purpose to be the best you can be? And, and to live well and to take care of people and be a giver, not a taker. Well, that's the key. I want you to learn and grow to be the best person you can be at all times. You know, I mean, and this buying frenzy, I mean, it's not over. People are buying campers. Now they're talking about diamonds. They're talking about this, that, and the other. I'd rather have a cushion of money set up just in case this Democrat, well, socialist and communist party takes them over in more control. They're trying to control us. And I don't want them to be that way. You know, you don't know. You buy this new car and the new wears out in six months. I mean, just like, oh, my buddy at one of the radio stations bought a new Camaro. Man, he parked it way in the back at the radio station. But, you know, after about six months, he's parking it right with the rest of the people. And I walked in the radio station and started singing, You've lost that love and feeling. Everybody went to laughing. 
And they asked me why, and I said, because Arnie's parking next to everybody else. Wow. Isn't that amazing? He's lost a loving feeling for that old Camaro. Well, we lose that feeling. I mean, new don't last long, I guarantee you. The only thing that lasts long in renewing is knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior with the joy and the peace and the love and the grace that He He just pours over us and He lets it flow through us and we love Him and love others. The real joy is loving others. Hey, tell 20 people to come listen to my radio show. Tell 20 people to give me a call, 830 708-4789. God bless you. Uh, I answer any questions. If I don't answer, please call me back. My phone number is 830-708-4789. Hey, forgive everybody. 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness, mother, father, or spouse. Forgive everybody. Love everybody. Be safe this 4th of July. I love you. Hello, I'm Randy Adams. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. Heard right here at 6.30, the word, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the car business. You need any questions answered, give me a call, 830-708-4789. Hello, radio listeners. This is Randy Adams. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. We got so much to talk about. In fact, I've got to do uh, a tape show for my 9 o'clock on Saturday morning show. So I've got all kinds of stuff going on, and I've got so much to talk about. I hope you're ready to to open your eyes, think about outside-the-box, common sense, what's going on, what the experts are saying, what the experts are trying to do. But you know what? I just don't understand what's going on. I mean, it is so awesome that um, zero interest rate wiped out the manufacturer's Inventory. The new car dealers are on profit months. Man, I'm telling you, profit months. And the government sent them three to five million to pay for the utilities and the rent, and they're on record months. Does that make sense? Well, it doesn't make sense to me, but a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. You know, we stuck, the manufacturers paid for the, the interest rate to be zero. It didn't, and it wasn't free. It wasn't no, you know, it was a deal. They're sitting on money. They knew they had to get rid of all this inventory. They knew that they were going to be in trouble. They know something about the government. They know something about the economy and the future and all. And so what they do, they wiped out their inventory so they don't have to worry about it. They're probably cutting people, cutting the fat out of their business like everybody should be and what we're going to have to do. And the way that the the Communist Party's going. That's the Democrat Party, you know. George Soros is running our uh, our city in, in San Antonio. If you don't think so, look at his policies. Look at George's. They line up, and I imagine he's paid a lot of money to get uh, the mayor reelected. So we need to talk about the buying frenzy. I mean, it's not over. Man, I tell you what, <clears throat> just to give you one example, of what's going on is that new car dealers are fighting for inventory. They wiped out the rent car places. They wiped out the trucks. Everybody's searching for stuff. People are giving way too much money. But, you know, I, I guess they know that when when this deal's going to end, and it's not going to end in, in the future, it's, it's going to lag on for another 60, 90 days, I guess. That's what I'm guessing. Who knows? But the public went through a buying frenzy, and they're not stopped. Man, they're buying TVs. I, I was talking to a buddy of mine that went into Walmart several months ago, whenever the stimulus money hit, and he went in to buy his son a new TV, and they were all gone. I mean, do we get money and it burns a hole in our pocket? we got to have something. we got to spend it. We don't want to keep it. We don't want to make a wise decision. Let's go blow it as fast as we can. Well, that's what happened in the car business, too. And now the new car dealers, are they can't sell out of an empty wagon, so they're searching for used cars. Every, every dealer around has been calling me, Randy, what do you got for sale? Y'all not turning anything loose. See how we're keeping everything. I'm buying some stuff off the radio, and I'll tell you about a lady in New Brunswick shortly that I bought her vehicle with. Uh, and so, you know, but we're we're going through some things that maybe there's something hidden behind us that calls us to do what we're doing. You know, do you live? You know, well, let's let's go to 
he, Hebrews. And, uh, you know, and let's talk about, uh, you know, bitterness in our lives, because I'm going to tell you something. Bitterness can cause you to do some things and say some things. You ever said anything you wished you hadn't, you had taken back, you know, but see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Well, here's the key to that deal. You got to understand bitterness in our minds, bitterness in our hearts, bitterness in our lifestyles causes us to buy stuff, do stuff that we, you know, can't really afford. And I mean, I'm thinking that these people ran out and thought this was the greatest deal ever. There'll be more deals. But also, you know, we, we flooded the market with cars. So there'll be a time when the market drops big time on what you just bought. Yeah, but, you know, you've taken care of yourself and rewarded yourself. You know, but you, do you let the root of bitterness grow in your life where, you know, you've got to reward yourself? You, you know, you only think about yourself. You're a selfish person, greedy person. You know, that's part of the car business. I'm telling you, you know, they, there isn't any holiness in the car business. I don't care what anybody says. You know, when money's the, uh, the god of car business, it, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, it's going to continue to be that. But if you've got a small root of bitterness in you, in your life, and it grows you know, that root will grow into a great tree. Bitterness springs up in our hearts and and overshadows our deepest Christian relationships. You know, I mean, uh, to grow into resentment. And when we nurse these grudges over the past hurts, they, they just get huge as trees. You know, bitterness begins with the Holy, begins when the Holy Spirit fills us. And I'm sorry, if bitterness brings in with jealousy, dissension, all kinds of wrong things. And when the Holy Spirit lifts us up, however, he can heal the hurt and cause that bitterness to go down the road. Do you want that bitterness to go down the road? You know, we want grace. We love everybody to give us grace. God gives us grace. Boy, we need it too. I do. And God gives us the grace, but are we giving anybody else grace? Are the car dealers giving you grace when they lay you away and they charge you three to five thousand extra in the in the F and I department to finance and, and insurance? Are they giving you the grace you're searching for? You know, bitterness comes when we hate that car. Bitterness comes when, but we don't we don't blame the salespeople. We don't blame the car dealership. Talk to a lady that's letting her car go back on the phone uh, this week. She said, I can't handle the payments. And I said, well, it's a pretty cheap car. Your payments shouldn't be very high. What's it, you know, 200 250 She said, it's $589. And that was off of a new car dealer. I said, 589 for that car? Yes, it was. I bought a used car. And, oh, man, I thought I was doing well, and they... Tell me how great the car is. Man, it's it's not a good car, Randy. And I said, well, and at 589, you know, she said, well, I'm turning it over back to the bank. I said, well, see, that's the key in this business. The new car dealers and used car dealers, they sell the note. You turn it back to the bank. They're off the hook. They done got the big profit. They done cashed it in. And then, you know, the bank has to deal with it and take the loss and take the lump and go down the road. She said, well, I learned a lot, and I'm trying to find anything to get transportation. She said, my mother's got a car, and we're working on it, trying to get it up and get it going. Where, You know, it's been sitting for a couple of years. So, well, you're going to put a fuel pump in it. You're going to have to do some other things. But, you know, it's less than, you know, probably if you can get anything done, you're better off make doing that than trying to make that 589 payment that you don't have. I said, how far behind are you? She said, oh, a couple of months. What happened to the stimulus money? What happened to the other money? Did you get any of that? Yeah. Well, I bought it some other things, you know. I mean, we and we do need things, and we've got to look for our family first and our needs first, you know. 
You know, but also when we walk in these dealerships, there's no grace there. There's no even playing field. They've, they've got all advantage, all the rules, all the regulations, all the way going their way. And like I said, they make the big profits. They turn it over to the bank and they walk off and they're subject to lie a little bit about it. You know, you know how that deal goes. But I mean, we're in a buying frenzy, but it's now taken over so strong that the dealers are having to give too much money for used cars. And, and a lady bought a vehicle a couple of years ago from a big independent, always on TV, used car lot. And so what happened there? Well, she found something else that she thought that she needed and she can afford it. You know, there's two kinds of cars afford and can't afford. She can afford it. So she bought the other vehicle, but the dealership that she was dealing with didn't want to fool with her car. And she has a great car. A great 17 Arcadia. Well, she had bought from this big used car lot, big independent used car lot, always on TV, always bragging how they take care of you. And I beat them. 19, I can't even tell you when the last time they beat them. Well, let's put it this way. I outbid them $3,000. How do you beat somebody who advertises you give you the most that you beat them $3,000? I got proof. $3,000. I beat them $3,000 a year ago on a Camaro. Of course, it was high miles. This car's not high miles. And so how do you beat somebody, 3000 that tells you advertisers they're the best and they're going to pay the high prices they're going to take care of you? Wow, I beat them $3,000. You need to give me a call if you got something for sale. I'm paying top dollar, 830-708-4789. Eight, nine. Let me explain overhead, and I'll give you my phone number. Get pen and paper. I'll give you my phone number a time or two. Overhead, my car lot's paid for. My cars are paid for. I'm a blessed man. And let me tell you something. It takes these big, even these independent used car lots, it takes a million and a half a month to open the door. So I was talking to a young lady out of Austin. Her dad knows me. Said, you need to talk to Randy Adams. So she called me. We're trying to find a truck to fit our business, this, that, and the other. She said, but we went down to this big independent used car lot on the north side of New Braunfels, and they treated us terrible and told us that we had to finance with them. And I said, well, the interest rate was 18%, wasn't it? She said, yes, how did you know? I said, because it's 18 to 20 with everybody walks in that lot. I said, their prices wasn't that good either, was it? No, it wasn't. See, but that's the problem. We get we get all enthralled on these great deals, great buildings. You know, the overhead is tremendously, and we think they're the only people or the best people to deal with. And, you know, new car dealers are sitting at going to $2, two million a month in overhead. I mean, you know, would the would, uh, – Dealer, would the government assistance be five million of these big dealers if their overhead wasn't high? You know, I, I get arguments from people saying, "Oh, there can't be their overhead that high." I start adding it up and telling them about it. Then they realize, I guess, I'm Randy's telling the truth. Well, that's that's probably part of it. I mean, you know, so I can stand up. I've been in business fifty-seven years. It's hard to believe. I'm 71, started when I was 14, never had a job. I always bought and sold cars, had a bunch of other businesses along with the car business, never got out. But I got all the connections, know all the people, know all the owners, know every direction, know everything that's going on. And every once in a while, I get one of the owners and the managers say, Randy, you're too hard on car dealers. Really? And you, uh, What about the truth? Am I, tell me something I'm lying about. They can't do it. Tell me where I'm wrong. They can't do it. Well, that's the other guys. We tell the truth. Well, I guarantee you the Covert Auto Group is who I deal with, and I've been doing business with over 40 years. If you want a new Chevrolet, GMC, Cadillac, Lincoln, Buick, Dodge, Jeep, I mean, all kinds of new cars, and they've been delivering them for 20 years at your doorstep. For 20 years, this is nothing new for them. And your F&I, their F&I department takes care of you. They don't rip you off like the, uh, most of them. And and so I help people get new vehicles. I helped a guy get a new Ford the other day. 
one of my good friends, and he loved it. He'd shopped for six months, and I beat his deal. They beat his deal three thousand dollars. How what can you do with three thousand dollars? That's what they beat the deal at. So, give me a call if you want a, a new vehicle delivered to your door at the right price, right uh, F and I department, right everything. It's my phone number is eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. I just got some people a new Cadillac. They thanked me. They saved a bunch of money. They wouldn't even tell me how much. They said, you're not going to believe how much we saved. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, there's a big difference. You can pay too much money. You know, it's your take my advice and do whatever your little heart desires. But I, I stay away from all of that. I want to be the best I can be. I want to buy the best I can be, you know, and I want it there. And so, you know, and they they step up there. Sometimes they beat me. Sometimes they beat me on the trade-in price. But if they've got a place to go with it and they need it real bad, I let the customer take advantage there. In fact, I had a customer bring me a a, a commission on on the deal because they felt like that I, I had something coming because I hooked them up and I got them plenty for their trade. I mean, some of these places will hit you so low, it's unbelievable. Uh, last week we talked about uh, a deal where some people went in on a new car store and it was five thousand less. Five thousand less. I got. I can back that up. Five thousand less than what uh, I gave them for the vehicle. And so you got you got to know what the market is. And this market is crazy right now. Anything over one hundred fifty thousand miles has got tough, tough, tough. Anything under one hundred twenty is strong, strong, strong. And I want to buy your vehicle, so give me a call, 830-708-4789. And I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you like what I do on this show, tell 20 people Randy Adams wants to buy your vehicle. Tell 20 people to go to my website, learn to buy and sell cars.com, and tell 20 people to listen to my show. It don't cost you nothing. Hey, and if they learn something, make you look smart. That's what I want. I want my listeners to be smart. I want them to be have a game plan. I want them to know the rules and regulations. I want them to know that we keep score with your money, and it's your hard-earned money. So be wise. I want you to be wise, not in your own eyes, but be wise in your mind and what you're handling, how you're doing it, direction you're going. You know, but uh, – Real love comes from taking care of other people. I mean, you know, but the conscience of a car dealer's got burnt out, and they don't care if they lay you away or not. Like I say, just like I said on that on that lady letting that car go back to the bank. Well, it's it's happening, and I mean, just everything that's going on is out of whack, in my opinion. We can't put ten trillion dollars into this economy, printed money, and not weaken the dollar buying power. You know, I mean, everybody's searching for that money. Even the diamond stores. Have you heard the ads there? Hey, no, no payments, no interest, no this, no that. You know, I mean, you know, we all need a diamond ring, I guess. Not me, <clears throat> but man, there won't. They'd rather have a note to somebody and give them free interest and delay the first payment and do all this other stuff than have the diamond. Think about that. They'd rather have a note, sign you up, not have any money coming in, do it at zero interest rate. Is their profit margin too high? Or are they worried about what they own is not going to be worth nothing soon? Do they know something in the future? Does the diamond business realize that, you know, maybe people are going to quit buying diamonds? Has the millenniums quit buying diamonds? I'm not sure. I don't see millenniums, you know, flaunting the big diamonds. So, I, you know, they know something. People know something in the businesses that we don't know. I mean, you know, if I was a bank, credit union, or somebody, I'd want me as a sponsor. I want to teach my good customers, my employees, what's going on in the car business. I'd rather them not be buried. But I guess the the banks and the credit unions would rather have a customer that owes ten thousand, fifteen thousand too much on a vehicle, and not educate them, and not take care of them, and not be their friend, not show them real love. 
I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't believe it. I've contacted a lot of bank and credit unions, and they blow me off. They need my education. Even the bankers do. My banker calls me. My lawyer calls me. Hey, the best one of the best lawyers in the country called me the other day with help, and he's the one that they had offered nothing for his Tahoe, 4000 and we got him $9,000, $5,000 difference. Now, how do you not? How do you miss the market five thousand if you're not trying to make it up on the customer? That's the deal. You got to know what you're doing. Here, I saved him about eight nine thousand dollars. You know, and he's my lawyer, and he's a great one. I wanted to take care of him, and I did. So, I mean, you know, uh, how do you how do you miss one five thousand? How do you how do you have a customer that bought the unit from you? Uh, you know, two years prior. And then I outbid you three thousand. What are you? Are you trying to take advantage of somebody, or you know, are you, is your overhead kicked in and you you understand that the the management says you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you, we got to make more money. You know, I mean, your own home field advantage. She went over there and she was on home field advantage. She's sitting there right in front of them. They looked it up. And they realized they'd sold her unit, and then they hammer her. Well, I mean, I guess they ain't no real love for the customer no more. It's all money, money, money. Give me your money. And and you just got to be prepared mentally, physically, spiritually for a battle, you know. And that's why I tell you about the places that I do business with, the places I buy. You know, I mean, uh, who sketched you? Who sketched you? Who said something to you that, sketched you to the point where you want to know what you should drive, how I should look. Uh, a customer of mine called me. She said, I'm changing professions. I'm going to a higher clientele. I've got to have a higher dollar vehicle. Really? You think so? Said, I've got the best real estate lady, I think, in San Antonio. And she, uh, she drives a 12 Fusion and does a lot of business. And uh, I really, really like her, you know. And so she's not trying to impress anybody, but she says, yes, I've noticed that these high-dollar people looking at high-dollar homes look, weigh you up, test you out, check you out what you're driving. So, I mean, you know, I guess that's the way it goes. My daughter-in-law, uh, bought a new Audi, but she, she, you know, she runs with a big company, you know, and she can afford it and she does travel. So buy what you can afford, buy what fits your situation, but I'm not sure anymore. I, I know the millenniums don't care what you drive. Where, where is that age group now that, that judges us by what we drive? Well, I'm going to tell you, they're not going to judge me very high, you know, and, and here we go with big time ads. Big time, uh, independent used car dealers, man, they're, they're working so hard to impress you with things that they need to do. How much money are they spending on advertising? The guy that's on radio in San Antonio here, in fact, he's, uh, on the sister station of this one, uh, he spends a half a million dollars a month on advertisement. Half a million a month. Wow, and he's out of Dallas, so he's got to buy the car, he's got to pay for the rent, he's got to pay for the people down here, then he's got to get it up to Dallas, then they got to get it ready, then they got to sell it, and you know, and he spends a half a million a month on advertisement. How much of that does, I mean, I, I outbid him several times. In fact, I beat him 10000 on a truck the other day. I got proof on that, too. But anyway, I back up anything that I, I tell you, you know. Anything at all. And so you, when you walk into these big used car dealerships, the big new car dealerships, <clears throat> know what your interest rate is. Know what they're charging. Know what they're trying to do to you. Hey, shop, shop, shop. In Dallas, I mentioned last week, they're going to certification. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that next week, a little bit more about certification, because let me tell you something. It's coming. It's coming with a vengeance. Because people are shopping prices hard, they're shopping best deals hard, and and they still are getting beat. But certification's a way of dealership making money, 
and, and making you buy them. It's just like that interest rate that I was talking about, that lady needing to buy a truck and said, we got to, you know, finance with them. She said, I, I, I can't stand 18% when I get 1.9, 2.9. I'm not going to pay that kind of money. And they said, well, we're not going to sell you a truck if you don't finance with us. That's amazing to me. You know, it's, it's how much control they want. And she said, well, I don't understand. And I said, well, let's put it this way. Billionaires on that deal. Billionaires got a lot of money. Billionaires are trying to find a way of making more interest than, you know, 1% or 2%. And at 18%, they're making tremendous amount of money. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, we're going to have a great weekend. You know, I hope you enjoy 4th of July. But you know what? Uh, we're losing our freedom. We're losing our freedom with our government. We're losing freedom with our... Let me tell you, Christians, we got to get together and vote the Bible and vote these Democrats out. Uh, we got to get rid of them. They're trying to control you. They're trying to destroy this country. And they don't love America. I love America. I want to be number one. I want to be the best. I want to help people. And our church helps and feeds a lot of people. And I help and feed a lot of people. But, you know, where's the real love? The real love is taking care of your brother. And that's that's way out of line when it comes to the car dealerships and the car business. So this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Be sure to give me a call, 830-708-4789. Be sure and give me a call if you want a new vehicle. And uh, be sure and tell 20 people to listen to our radio show. Go to my website and give me a call, 830-708-4789. God bless you. Be safe for the 4th of July. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.